Hi, David Dennis here. Before we get started on today's podcast, I wanted to take just a moment to invite all the men listening to join us at our annual Kansas Navigator Spring Men's Retreat. This will be at the beautiful Crosswind Conference Center in Heston, Kansas, on Friday evening and Saturday, April 12 and 13, 2024. Our speaker this year is Mr. James Carter, the Ministry Director for the Kansas City Navigators. James is an excellent and dynamic speaker and will be addressing the topic, Making Disciples Like Jesus. Now, there is limited seating available, so be sure to sign up today at the link in the show notes. Complete information on the retreat will be found on our website at kansasnavs.org forward slash conferences. That's kansasnavs.org forward slash conferences. You won't want to miss this wonderful time of great fellowship, food, fun, and encouragement from God's Word. See you in Heston. And so when we got married, we knew somehow we had that sense that God might call us to Africa at some point. And in an amazing, again, and these sort of things, I don't know how God does it. Friends of my wife's parents were in Oxford at the time we got married and came to our wedding. And this was a Ugandan couple who had been leaders in the East African revival. And we ended up going to church on the Sunday morning after we got married and spending, and met them. They, they happened to be at the same service and they invited us back for a meal. So here, as a newly married couple, just joining Navigator staff, we spent the first day of our married life with the man who, the man who was really the Billy Graham of East Africa. Um, William Naganda. Can you look back and see the hand of God at work in your life? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is our first of three podcasts featuring Mr. Mike Trenier. Mike was the international president of the Navigators for many years. He and his wife, Chris, pioneered the Navigator work in Nigeria. You know, Mike was supposed to be our speaker for the Spring Men's Retreat, but unfortunately, due to illness, he was unable to join us. We are so delighted and privileged that he will be able to join us this fall for our one-day fall conference, October 29, 2022. Registration information is found on our website at kansasnavs.org forward slash conferences. I'll also post a link in the show notes. I highly respect and admire Mr. Trenier, as I have heard him speak on several occasions over the years. Mike brings a wealth of spiritual wisdom and practical insight. He is certainly a longtime friend of the Kansas Navigators. I start today by asking Mike to tell us a bit about himself. I grew up in southwest England, in a rural part of southwest England. My dad was the pastor of uh, four small village churches. In, in North Devon. And then we moved to the city of Plymouth, where the Pilgrim Fathers sailed from when I was 13 years old. So that was a big transition from rural life to city life. I remember standing by this, you know, on the edge of the road outside our house and thinking, how do people ever cross the road? You know, cars <laughs> going past. Because where I'd lived before that, you know, sort of one car every five minutes was a lot of traffic. So, yeah, so that was, um, I think it was a good transition for me, but I, I, I think under the influence of you know the change to the city and, and the friends I made in high school and so on, I, 
I, I went through, I think my parents, I mean, I, they must have, I think, been quite concerned for me during that period, although they were very loving and gracious. But I, I you know, I made some poor decisions through my high school years and ended up failing my final year of high school and having to, I mean, my mother's encouragement to retake that final year. It was a tough decision um, confronting me with sort of personal failure and sort of humbling. And it was in that year that I first began to really think about big things of life. I mean, started I started reading C.S. Lewis, I think on my dad's encouragement, and I read some books about, um, you know, evidence for the resurrection, that kind of thing. And I even started trying to read the Bible without much success, I had to say. But I also was reading about the mind and dreams and Buddhism. And I tried even reading the Quran, I remember. And uh, I was just looking for answers and, and struggling with life and, and life choices. And I did manage to get to scrape the grades together to get into university. In 1966, September 1966, I began a chemical engineering course at Loughborough University. And in the amazing sovereign purposes of God, the navigators chose to begin their first campus ministry in the UK at Loughborough University in the fall of 1966. I, you know, I look back and I think if I'd if I'd passed my my you know high school, if I'd got the grades the year before, I would have gone to a different university a year earlier. And you know, it's just sort of thinking about that. I mean, I don't usually share that with high schoolers, um, <laughs> but um, you know, I think I look back on my own life. I remember years later singing a hymn in church that had a had a. Uh, a verse of the hymn that said something like this, when through the slippery paths of youth with heedless steps I ran, thine unseen arm conveyed me safe and brought me up to man. And I just, when I, when I remember when I saw those words and I, I, I just choked up, sort of thinking about how God did that. And I happened to be in the same dorm as the sort of key navigator contact or one of the two key navigator contacts in on our campus. And he he befriended me and began praying for me and and I came to Christ through him and he followed me up. And I was sort of I got in on the ground floor, as it were, the foundation of the first campus ministry. And that four years at Loughborough, the people who invested in me and the help I got. And I I sort of assumed that everybody gets that kind of help in their Christian life. You know, I, didn't, I didn't know any different. And, and um, you know, and my parents had never heard of the Navigators. They were a bit sort of worried uh, what I was involved with at first. But the Navigator staff on our campus reached out to them and drew them in. And, you know, that really then helped me you know, in sort of integrating my faith with my family. And and uh, I just got a, a wonderful, wonderful start. And I also met my wife, Chris, who came to our campus as sort of like what we would call edge core in the Navigators today. When I was in my third year, she came to sort of help get women's work going on the campus. 
working with young women and, and we met and uh, I fell in love. She didn't <laughs> I had to wait, you know, a couple of years for God to kind of get the same message through to her. But, and that was an important, that was an important part of my spiritual journey as well. Trusting God with that area of my life. And then God brought us together and we, we, um, we ended up joining Navigator staff the weekend we got married. In fact, Chris left her nursing job. Um, she'd gone back into nursing and I was working for Shell Oil as a chemical engineer. And God called us to, you know, to join Navigator staff. And we, we moved to Southampton on the south coast of England and took over the leadership of the student work, campus work there, and did that for four wonderful years, which was, you know, it's just... Uh, and I think we felt so privileged to give back into the Navigator movement after having sort of realized that we both had received so much. Um, now, my wife had um, been born in Uganda. Her parents were missionaries in Uganda. So she had always dreamed of going back to Africa. And in fact, while we were engaged, she was back involved with the Navigator ministry in, in Kenya and Uganda for some months. And so when we got married, we knew somehow we had that sense that God might call us to Africa at some point. And in an amazing, again, and these sort of things, I don't know how God does it. Friends of my wife's parents were in Oxford at the time we got married and came to our wedding. And this was a Ugandan couple who had been leaders in the East African revival. And we ended up going to church on the Sunday morning after we got married and spending and met them. They, they happened to be at the same service and they invited us back for a meal. So here as a newly married couple, just joining Navigator staff, we spent the first day of our married life with the man who, the man who was really the Billy Graham of East Africa, um, William Naganda. And, uh, you know, they prayed with us. We talked with them and shared our lives and our vision. They prayed, and they prayed for us that we would eventually at some point have a ministry in Africa. And so when the navigators asked us sometime later, would we pray about pioneering the work in Nigeria, it was like an answer to prayer. You know, we'd already been praying. And then that sort of began that whole Africa chapter of our lives, which, which lasted, you know, 25 years altogether, and ended up with us in Nairobi, um, overseeing the Navigator work in Africa, and having the privilege of watching the work develop from two small campus ministries, one in Kenya, one in Nigeria, and then seeing the work grow into over 20 countries around the continent. So it was, you know, I just sometimes had to pinch myself, you know, to think, wow, how did this, you know, boy who grew up in rural North Devon, where there were more sheep than people, and who struggled so much as a teenager, how did I end up, you know, experiencing all of this? So. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing how God's hand was at work and is at work in, yeah. in our lives. Going back a little bit to your experience at Nigeria and Kenya, uh, that was 
initially a campus ministry, I guess, yes. campus yes. ministries, yes. and then it, it became a community ministry as well uh, yes. in the workplace. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that, kind of what yeah. the community ministry looked like? Yes. Well, we because I've been doing campus ministry, we've been doing campus ministry in the UK, we and the couple that we asked to go with us to Nigeria you know, we began with the campus ministry that was actually had been already started by Dr. Bob Torsig, Bob and Mary Torsig, who he had been a, a vet lecturer at uh, Kansas State. And they were there for with on an exchange program, and he had just begun uh, ministering to students. And when I made my first trip to Nigeria, I, I actually went to visit him. We, we, our intention was to minister at a university in the south of the country. But once I visited them and saw, you know, what God was doing through them and how badly they needed reinforcements to follow up the, the sort of fruit, you know, the, 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 the net was full of fish and, you know, they needed other people to come. And, and, and so I actually spent my first week, two weeks in Nigeria in a dorm in the university with one of the students that Bob was discipling, living in his dorm room. And that began then our involvement in that student, with that group of students. And then subsequent generations of students who, who came to that campus. And then as the work, as the, that first group graduated, I think because we were praying that God would give us foundational Nigerians, through whom, you know, I, I think it was clear to me from the beginning that if God was going to, you know, if I was going to plant and navigate a ministry in Nigeria, it was going to be because Nigerians embraced this vision of ministry and lived it out and committed themselves to it. So we were praying for foundational people. And I felt in the students that God had given us by sort of the mid late 70s it was clear that the you know god had given us foundational people you know someone once remarked that we shouldn't pray for the ministry indeed prayer is the ministry from listening to mike one gets the idea that he and his team invested much time in prayer not only for the pioneering work in nigeria but also realized that prayer was the ministry Join us next time as we hear about how God uses even our missteps and weaknesses to bring glory to himself as we hear again from Mike Trenier on Making Disciples Naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.